dangerous opportunity and uh, how outliers see things which gives them opportunities that others do not have. And what do I mean by dangerous opportunity? Most people try to avoid danger. And if they step into danger because they are jumping off and just do it, it usually doesn't end well. So what do I mean by danger as an opportunity for outliers? It's because where there are dangerous things for most people, that also means that when, if you understand the situation and understand what is dangerous, you can prepare for it and you can avoid the things that are dangerous. So it either scares away most others from the opportunities that are there or the ones that dare to go in there immediately loses or taken out of the game and are not in the case in, in the race any longer for chasing after opportunities. So by understanding a situation, outliers prepare for the dangers. They understand what to step aside. They understand to watch out for. And they may even use the dangers against their opposition and the competition because they may do things that lead the competition into situations where they get in trouble because of the dangers. So it's it, dangers can even be used as a weapon, even if it's dangerous for everybody. If others are not aware of them, leading them close to the dangers, but you are safe, is can be very, very effective as a competitive way of looking at things. And that is the situation with many, many things in the world. That if you understand the situation, then you can do very well. So I have some examples of, of this. And uh, maybe, Wayne, you have some thoughts or questions or what, what you think about it. I don't know. This moment reminded me of um, a Bill Buxton document. Um, about risk, actually, and uh, people thought he was stupid for uh, climbing ice walls, and um, he didn't think he was in any danger at all because he'd prepared, and he explains the fundamentals that of what he'd prepared for, as in he'd got the appropriate equipment. You know, he wasn't trying to climb up an ice wall with a pair of sneakers on. He uh, he had the right equipment. He checked whether he had the fitness to do to do the climbing, whether the people he was with had the skills to be able to do it. So that, that that's kind of what I thought about. And also, from an outlier perspective, I, I wondered this. I don't know. Um, Richard Branson kind of done some dangerous what you could class as dangerous stunts and I don't know what preparation but I'm sure you know he's had a black eye of, of not too many moons ago but um, I can't vouch for what a preparation Richard Branson put in place but I'm sure there would be some um, 
the things that he has been up to, he wouldn't have been alive by now if there would have been uh, two dodgy preparations. However, even with Bill Buxton and Richard Branson there, it's not without risk. But if you're prepared, the risks are acceptable. Yeah, it's eliminating the stupid risks and um, doing things to the best of your possibility, capability and understanding. Yes. We should point out who Bill Buxton is. Bill Buxton is a legend that is uh, working for Microsoft right now and uh, has been leading a whole lot of development there. And he has a history of being at the cutting edge of technology since the 70s. And uh, the document that Wayne pointed to is a document that we will link to in the blog post that is associated with this, this podcast because it's a brilliant document. And what Bill Buxton also pointed out in the document was that the, 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 the reason for the document to begin with was that he got a question that entrepreneurs, startup entrepreneurs, are risk takers. And he was asked, how can they handle, how can they be okay and feel comfortable with the risk? And Bill Buxton's answer, if I recall correctly, is what I've seen with many people that are doing risky things. They hate risk with a passion. They do whatever they can to minimize the risk, which goes back to what I talked about earlier. Few people can follow them into what they are doing because if you haven't prepared and understand what risks there are, those things are very dangerous. Both the ice climbing and like Bill Buxton pointed out about the climbing ice walls is that you need to be physically prepared because you climb in pairs and you climb with someone else you trust and that is also prepared because it's not a good idea to run out of energy halfway up an ice wall. That's very dangerous, not only for you, but for your partner. No matter how good you are at climbing. No. The the situation then can turn dangerous very quickly. And that is also the same thing as I think I told you was yesterday about what I see as the difference between failure in Silicon Valley and why failure is treasured there. That many people have a very, very big misunderstanding why failure is treasured there because you have lots of talented people there and when they get there the first thing that happens is that they are often involved in the failure they are too cocky when they arrive they believe they know things and they have no idea what they do not know so they often fail quickly unless they join some experienced people and learn and see what they do. And that is a little bit like you climb up on a wall without harnesses and so forth and you you cannot get too far before you fall down. So you can't injure yourself too bad. But people in startups that fail, they, as I say, have a sudden meeting with a cast iron frying pan on their nose and find out what 
the results are by by being ignorant and not respecting the risks and dangers and not knowing about them. Inside the frying pan is a huge humble pie that they will have to eat. And the smart ones, the intelligent ones, they eat the humble pie, learn the lessons, and try again with a better understanding about what what to watch out for, and they are better prepared, which increases chance of success. Sometimes even very intelligent people go through that loop a couple of times before they are ready for the big time. And it's almost necessary to learn that way. And when you have gotten that cast iron frying pan on your nose a few times, as most of the people that are very successful have, Steve Jobs got a humbling experience when he was booted out of Apple. Uh, I've had a lot of humbling experiences in my life. And uh, when... So when people say that you should be humble, the very best people are, they're humble because they know that the reality is that they cannot be certain of things. They know they are up against intelligent people that may beat them. They are confident because they know they are well prepared, but they are not certain. And that is what I think many people misunderstand like we can take the example of Usain Bolt for the past decade he has been the fastest man in the world I think it was 2011 he didn't even get a medal in the 100 meters in the world championships why Usain Bolt made a false start in the final and one false start and you're eliminated That meant that he didn't win, he didn't get a silver, he didn't get a bronze, he didn't get anything. So just a fraction of a second, too early movement, and he walked away with nothing, despite the fact that everyone in the race knew that he was the best 100-meter runner. But that does not help. So was he confident in his abilities? Yes. But he was not certain to win. And he knew that. Thoughts? No, I was just working out how he came back from that. Um, So that was all. He basically walked off the track, took off his shoes and uh, got ready for the 4x100, which they won, Jamaica. And uh, I I think he won the 200 meters. And then next year in the Olympic Games in London, he did very well. Thank you very much. Yeah. Another three golds. So. I think, I think the most important, the, the thing that stood out to me the most about what you were saying, the, the humbling aspect of it is being humble is not an act for the people that have been humbled. It's a reality. Yes. You know, they don't, it's not an act that they put on. It's they're humble due to the experiences that they've had. Um, and the cast iron, the proverbial cast iron frying pans that have hit them with some humble pie. It's, 
you know that no matter how good you are, if you're careless, you're convinced you can't lose, that cast iron frying pan will have a date with you very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. The best of the best, when they play at their best level and they are focused and that they are well prepared, they have a very good track record. But they only need a fraction of a second for being a little bit careless or not respecting the opposition. And the result that could have been very good odds for winning or succeeding all of a sudden is a sudden failure. And in some cases, like in for Usain Bolt there, that was the end of the 100 meters yeah. in the World Championships 2011. Yeah, that was a powerful example. Huh? So, and it wasn't much he screwed up with. So, yeah. I don't know if it's much more to say about this subject in this podcast, but I hope that people have gotten a new perspective on... Uh, things and uh, it's applicable for most people and if with looking at it this way the chances of making huge progress increases dramatically and even the best are big time humbled yeah I I got this just from the uh, Bill Buxton document that you said about posting Mm. Uh, from my notes um, I don't know whether this is a Bill Buxton quote where he says the most dangerous way of all to play it is so called safe safe leads to atrophy and certain death of spirit culture and enterprise there is not a single institution of merit or worthy of respect in our society that was not created out of risk risk is not only to be Avoided, it is to be embraced for survival. That is from that document, if I recall correctly. And Bill Buxton has uh, written about a dozen pieces that are available online that are way too little read, and we will draw attention to most of them. And Bill Buxton is a legend, and he deserves to be in the Outlier Hall of Fame because he is one of the great thinkers and he has been around lots of outliers and been part of what has shaped the world we live in today. Yep. Maybe we should end on that note and uh, continue on in the next podcast with something else that people may have misunderstood.